The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match preview. Leeds United, greatest team in the world, saviours of the North and the Premier League, those mighty footballing gods dressed in white, versus Aston Villa, the poor man's wolves. Uh, the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the black sheeps of the black country um the 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 bane of and the unforgiven from 1996 um the horrible uh mean bastards who <laughs> hung on to premier league status by a faulty uh goal line decision system so welcome to the podcast my name is Adonis. You know me as at the headlights on Twitter. It's a very good hello from me. And joining us representing the Roaring Peacocks and Leeds United, the Mighty Whites, is at, at Ross Bell 1984 from hello. the Man on the Post pod. Hey, there, and the stranger in our midst, the <laughs> villain among heroes. <laughs> it's uh, Simon from the Man on the Post pod as well. How's it going? You're right. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Simon. You're okay. <laughs> I'm not too bad. I mean, I resent the suggestion <laughs> that Aston Villa are from the black country. That's a <laughs> very different part of the West Midlands, but I'll uh, I'll forgive your ignorance on that just this once. <laughs> it's a different part of the West Midlands. <laughs> yeah, Birmingham and the black country are two separate. And the black country is Wolverhampton and West Brom. It's Aston Villa's in Birmingham, not the black country. <laughs> All the same to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like how Leeds and Sheffield is basically the same place. Yeah, just all Yorkshire. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it's so all northern. <laughs> you're all the Peaky Blinders then. It's not the black uh, country, it's the Peaky Blinders. That's who you are. In, technically, but that's more Birmingham City, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> it gets very complicated in the West Midlands. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's Birmingham City. We did go through that on the previous match preview, yeah. so I know that that can cut <laughs> deep, just like yeah. a blade from a flat cap. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we'll uh, I'll, I'll try and steer this towards some um, educational content, or informational content, let's say. So we look at the recent matches, first of all. Uh, so, And we always start with the opposition fan, um, so Villa won Leicester two. Talk us through that, Simon. Um, it was a really poor performance from especially the first half. Um, we just couldn't get near Leicester at all, which was disappointing because we've been quite decent this season from a defensive point of view, but they just sort of cut through us time and time again. And we gave James Madison far too much time and space, which is frustrating because it's not like he's an unknown entity. <laughs> Everyone yeah. knows what Madison can do. Um, so he, it was it was poor. Um, we, I mean, we had a few injuries. Obviously, Jack Grealish was out, which is a big loss for us. But more more importantly, on that game, we had Matty Cash missing, and we're going to have him missing against you and for the next few weeks. And um, Harvey Barnes, he's obviously been in great form this season. Yeah, 
it was a tough game for uh, Mohammed, uh, Ahmed El Mohamedou rather, to have been dropped straight into and he really struggled against Barnes. We improved slightly in the second half, but we, we never looked like we were going to get anything from that game. So, yeah, a bit disappointing. Kind of how I felt when we played Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first time, around, anyway. Mm. And uh, Leeds 3, Southampton nil. Ross. Yeah, we were pretty good, weren't we? Second half. First half was a complete write-off and Saints fans want to cry uh, into their beers as much as they want about a penalty that was, wasn't a penalty and a, a free kick taken before the whistle was blown. Um, but yeah, we were dominating second half. Patrick Bamford with a lovely lovely finish. Um, Costa looking like the player we actually bought, which is nice. After we spent weeks and weeks slagging him off, wondering what what his point, what the point of him was. <laughs> to be a good winger, it seems, and provide good crosses and good passes. So yeah, I was pretty impressed with that. Okay. Um, then uh, yeah, Matt Letizia crying into his mouth. <laughs> that he's forced uh, all to referees wear. are wrong. It's a penalty. Fuck off, Letizia. Yeah, he shouldn't have to wear the mask, and he shouldn't have to uh, <laughs> cry into it. Um, Just yeah. tweet him asking about his uh, spot fit spot betting that he never got uh, brought up for. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So Villa Leicester, forty nine percent possession for Villa, eleven shots. To 16, so it wasn't that it wasn't that big a golfing class. You said that you didn't look like I you were ever going to get anything out of the game, but I'm looking at the stats here and they that's they tell a different story, Simon. I think that's where the stats can paint a very nice picture at times, but you can't beat the a good old fashioned eye test. Yeah, the eye you know, test. You, you, you can look at those stats and think, oh, you know, it was fairly even. You watched the game. I mean, there was only one team. You could clearly see which team was going to go into second position in the league from that. I mean, Leicester, especially first half. To be fair, second half, I think we, we got higher up the pitch um, and were a bit more ag- aggressive against them defensively. So they, they couldn't cause us as many problems. And Madison went off injured. I think with about 25 minutes to go, which which took something away from them. Um, and we dealt with Vardy actually quite well, considering how good a player he can be. We actually sort of coped with his threat reasonably well. But from an attacking point of view, I think we only had two shots on target or two or three on target that I can remember. And they weren't really proper chances. We, we just didn't really create anything clear-cut, to be honest. No. So. Okay. And speaking of stats, not telling a uh, particularly good story of the game, 11 shots for Leeds as well uh, to Southampton's 13 and 46% possession. Um, and we somehow won 3-0. Do we under-possess under a team? That yes. never happens. Wow. I didn't realise that. Saints did seem to have nothing in that second half. Mm. We just seemed to just cut through them. I don't remember them really having the ball at all. So, yeah, it must have been... the. That's impressive from us. That's clinical, really. Seven on target, three going in. That's not bad for us <laughs> this season. Yeah, we we had the greater possession in the first half. They had the greater possession in the in the second half by quite some way. They just did nothing with it. And I yeah. think it was Bamford who said that we picked them off. And that's exactly what we did. And um, yeah, Stuart Dallas with a toe poke. You've got to love a toe poke. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, before we look at the reverse fixture, which I am uh, looking forward to, sincerely. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Simon, our listeners know quite a bit about Leeds United. Uh, we don't pay that much attention to Aston Villa. Um, so can you tell us, like, you've done quite well this season. You've beaten Liverpool 7-2, which um, you got some sort of award for, I think. And you, you rename a street uh, after it. So I can't remember. It was something like that, wasn't it? Um, so, <laughs> so how has your season been after uh, after cheating your way to 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 avoiding relegation? Um, I know I know you probe probing away trying to get a reaction. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that much previous before, have you? No, and I don't think I want to either. <laughs> it's going easy on you, mate. To be honest. <laughs> As far as the season's gone, in general, I can't really have too many complaints. You know, we're, we're sitting eighth in the league, um, four points behind Liverpool in sixth, with two games in hand on them. So considering how bad we were last season, I mean, I think we had, I think it was only Norwich conceding more goals than us last year. Mm. And at the moment, it's only Man City who have conceded less. So it's been a hell of a turnaround you know, in, in the space of 12 months. So as the season's gone, in general, I'm pretty pleased. The last few weeks, we've had a few dodgy results. Like We're not the best with the four. I think since the turn of the year, we've lost five games. But to put a bit of context to that, four of those five defeats have been against the current top four. Yeah. So again, it's, it's not something you can really have too many complaints. The biggest frustration for me is there's just certain games we've dropped silly points. Like we played Burnley twice and we played Brighton twice and we've only taken two points from a potential 12 out of those four fixtures. So when you think we've done the double over Arsenal, beat Liverpool, um, <laughs> we've had other sort of decent results and decent performances. I've got a point away at Stamford Bridge. It's then you look at some of those games and think they were really winnable games. We lost twice to West Ham when certainly the first game against them at um, at the London Stadium, we, we battered them for 90 minutes and come away with the 2-1 defeat. So there's little frustrations like that. But as, you know, progress from last season, it's been, you know, you know it's unbelievable, the progress. So, and as long as we can continue along that line, I don't think you can have too many complaints, to be honest. No. Okay, not what we want to hear. We want to hear <laughs> lots of complaints from the opposition. Um, so let's move as swiftly as possible onto that reverse fixture then. Um, start with you, Ross. Aston mm. Villa nil, Patrick Bamford three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty good, wasn't it? Um, maybe the best we've played all season. At half time, I remember speaking to Simon about it during the game, thinking it, it, it half time it was in the balance. It was a couple of missed chances here and there for Villa and, and us ourselves. It it could have gone either way. And in the second half, we just we did what we did to Southampton. We came out and we just scored that earliest goal, fifty five minutes. Bamford's first one and then his second and third goals were just magic was it the third one where he stood in a box surrounded by about four Villa defenders and he just watched him just knock it into that far corner yeah tiptoed didn't he yeah <sighs> mesmerised him this is Patrick Bamford it's uh, it was weird and I know Simon absolutely hates him he <laughs> yeah. made it so much sweeter that he got the hat trick but yeah it, I mean Bielsa still rates that as our best performance this season and I think that one and the the City one one game, those two really, I think, have been our best, the best overall performances. So yeah, it's um, it's going to be tough to match that, but yeah, it should be a really good game, definitely. 
I think the thing about that game was we had 27 shots mm. um, and against 11 men, you know. I mean, rarely do you, I mean, you only kind of see that when Man City play Wigan or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Simon, how did, uh, how did that game go for you? <laughs> uh, like Ross said, at first half, it was, I thought it was fairly evenish, although Leeds had a, a Probably a couple of really decent. I think Bamford missed actually a couple of good chances in that first half. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, he's having one of those Patrick Bamford nights. And then obviously the se- second half, I-, I think just before you went one nil up, mm. I think Grealish nearly scored an amazing. I think he picked the ball up in the side of his own half and sort of took on three or four players. Had that gone in, I think it had we gone one nil up. I think it would have been a completely different game. So I think this season, I think we've taken the lead in. I think 12 games and we've won 11 of them or we've taken 11 and got on to win 10. It's something like that. So when, when we go a goal up defensively, we're normally quite good at, at keeping mm. it. But once, once Leeds went ahead, they, I mean, they just completely did us in, in that second half. It, it was one of, one of the few occasions this season where we've come off the pitch having lost the game and you sort of look at it and go, you can't really have too many complaints about like Leeds were just simply the better team in that second half. They completely overran us in the midfield and, and out wide as well. Um, they were, uh, I think as Harrison yeah. gave Matty Cash a real problem. I mean, Cash has had a really good season, but he was really struggling to cope with, with Harrison that night. And say Bamford, the, the second goal in particular was one that, I mean, even though I cannot stand him, when that went in, I was like, uh, to be fair, like, <laughs> give, the, give the lad the biscuit. He's done well there. The, the, the third goal, I mean, you describe that as magic. I describe it as there's four defenders just stood there looking at him. Someone put a tackle in, for God's yeah. sake. One of them could have just booted that ball clear, but they were just stood there and watched. As he uh, it was it like they, they'd almost thought, well, he scored one worldie. Surely <laughs> he, he's he's not getting another one, but 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 he did. And I mean, as I say, Leeds first half the game was in the balance. Once they took the leads, they they completely and thoroughly deserved the three points that night. They they were really impressive. Oh, music in my ears. That so nice, so nice to hear. Kills me to say it, but it's true. <laughs> Let's uh, let's move on to the match preview then. Um, injuries. Uh, Philip for Leeds. Phillips Rodrigo still out. Yep. Click here maybe coming back. Um, people who are still out. Berardi for sure. <laughs> Cock. Am I right? Cock is out. He is. Yeah. Although he's back in training, so. Okay. Maybe he'll be back before the end of the season. Same with Brady as well. But yeah, I think that's pretty much the main ones. But then we had no Phillips last time, did we, against Villa? And uh, yeah, it was impressive. Stroy had to get hooked after about 20 minutes, I think, because he was already on a booking. Mm. Yeah, that's, hey, that's right. I believe he'd done well to avoid a second yellow card in that game as well. Yeah, I think he was walking a tightrope as well. They uh, took him off. But yeah, I was, I was normally concerned when Phillips doesn't play, but we looked all right against Saints without Phillips that the reshuffled midfield with the back three as well with Lorente playing we looked more solid in that midfield so yeah I'm not quite as worried as I am especially because Villa have no Jack Grealish which is uh, like music to my ears so are we looking at a similar lineup then I think well we had we, we went three at the back didn't we because Saints play that 4-4-2 mm. 
Villa play one up front, Simon, don't they? Just Watkins. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe back. Yeah, maybe back to the the, the the usual, but maybe with Lorente pushing forward into that Phillips role, maybe. Mm. Which is what he was kind of touted to do. I think I remember listening to the Phil Hay show with people in Spain saying he's a better defensive midfielder than he is a centre back. Yeah, which is a weird one. Yeah, because we bought him as a centre back because uh, <laughs> he seemed to just be better at being injured. <laughs> yeah, that's his main talent so far this season. <laughs> okay, and um, for Villa then, uh, you've mentioned Cash and Grealish also out. So is it going to be, you know, Mar- Martinez, El Mohamedy, Konza, Ming? Uh, Mings, no? Yeah, Mings. Mings. It says Ming here. It does, Thanks, Google. It? <laughs> yeah, what Ming? says that as well? Isn't that... Tyrone Ming. Wasn't that a... Uh, uh, who was that? That was some baddie from... <laughs> Flash Gordon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. There's a Photoshop for that, you. That, yeah, turn up for the books. If He pulls on He's the, uh, the back. claret shirt. Um, target left back uh, Louise and McGinn in those kind of defensive midfielder roles. Then Traore, Barkley, El Ghazi and Watkins. Um, I'm not sure if that is going to be the, the starting lineup in that midfield three. Um, regarding Greenish, it's still up in the air as to how long he's actually going to be out for. After the Leicester game, Smith said that he was hopeful he'd be back for Leeds. But the thing is, we've we've been here before with, with Greenish injuries. When we were in the year we went up in the championship, he got injured in the December and we were told it was it was only like a week or two. And then three months later, he, he was still out. So, I mean, if, there's no guarantee whether he'll he'll actually be fit for Saturday or not. But I I suspect there'll be changes to that midfield because he went with Louise McGinn and Barkley against Brighton two weeks ago and they were really poor. And I think he went with them again last week expecting to see a reaction. You know, thought this was the first time they've been that bad. So let's give them a chance to uh, to react and show they can do better, and they didn't. And I think a lot of Villa fans are getting fed up with with Barkley's inconsistencies now. Yeah. Um, so we've got a, we've got a young lad, Jacob Ramsey. He's come on a few times this season and looks looks a decent little player. And obviously we signed Morgan Sanson in January. So I wouldn't be surprised if one, if not both of them, came in to that midfield. And then there's also a chance that marvelous Nakamba might come in. As he's know. a bit more, uh, so one of the best names in football, that marvelous. <laughs> but he, uh, he's, he's a proper defensive midfield destroyer, and you know, obviously, the way Leeds play with, you know, they commit so many men going forwards. Whether Smith might just opt to have a just that bit more defensive solidity in, you know, protecting that back four. So I really couldn't predict how our midfield's going to line up. Watkins will play up front. Triore will definitely play because he's been quite decent this season as a goal threat but those are the sort of three or four midfield positions I think that's up in the air at the moment as to who's going to start okay. so I actually looked up Jacob Ramsey because I had no idea who he was in the 14 minutes uh, at Leicester he made 15 passes 100% pass accuracy two progressive one shot creating uh, two progressive passive receives so he's done he looked to have done quite well. He looks like he's a forward-thinking player, an attacking player. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of. Um, he's. I don't think he's quite a number ten, but he's definitely that more of an attacking midfield side player. 
Mm. He, I think he's only started the one league game for us, and that was uh, away at Wolves back in December. It was a bit of a surprise that he got chucked into the team because he'd only made you know, the odd sub appearance here or there. But he played quite well that day. He didn't do anything spectacular, but he didn't he didn't do anything wrong. You know, he he just looked like a comfortable little player. And yeah. the few sort of cameo sub appearances he's had when he's come on, he's got a lot of energy about him. But when he gets on the ball, he's not afraid to take people on and and to have a go from outside the area. So he's got a bit of confidence about him, and he's he's quite he's been quite highly rated at the academy for the last couple of years. So I don't think Smith will have a problem chucking him in. And, and I think the fans, you always like to see a homegrown player come in. So as I say, I wouldn't be surprised if if he got the nod on Saturday. He sounds like yeah. a villa Jamie Shackleton, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, fully. Um, so just one little start then. Um, Jack Grealish uh, missed 15 games in recent years. Uh, do you know this? Do you know this stat? Uh, how many? I, I bet I can get, get, guess where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> how many do you think that you've won without him? Of 15? Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's more than one. <laughs> I'd say two. Two. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. so two wins, six draws, seven losses, uh, 15 goals scored in those 15 games, um, and 24 conceded. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of them will be from when we we're in the championship. So. I don't know how much you can read into that because, I mean, our squad's obviously very different now to what it was two years ago when we were in the Championship. But there's yeah. no doubt, there's no doubt we miss him. You know, mm. he's take the best player out of any team. They, they're going to suffer somewhat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't personally think had he played against Leicester, it would have made much difference. I mean, they, they were just a lot better than us. I think, and I'm, I'm not saying this to try and be disrespectful, but I think against... If he's missing against Leeds, I don't think it will affect us as much as it would as he was missing against Leicester because I think just by the very nature of the way Leeds play, they leave you know spaces at the back anyway. Yeah. Having him obviously would help us out, but even if he's not there, I still think there's chances to be made in that game. Okay, and the referee is Peter Banks. So I don't know if you know him or you're familiar with him. He's fairly unassuming character. He's got a receding hairline. Uh, and he looks. And we all. I mean, <laughs> well, no, not all of us. Not. He'll <laughs> come one day. Don't you worry. He's got quite a notable receding hairline, though, because he doesn't shave mm-hmm. it off like like you like you you fellas. Um, and he looks a bit like a mole. I think. Oh, he's got a weird face, isn't he? Strange face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about him other than that. No. So there you go. No. Uh, receding hairline and. Looks like a mole. So Look out for that on Saturday evening, boys. <laughs> we've looked through the recent matches. We've looked at the reverse fixture. We've looked at injuries. We've made predicted lineups. We've called the referee a ugly mole-looking dickhead. You should have all the information to make a <laughs> score preview prediction. <laughs> so given that, with all that in mind, then Simon... Oh. I should let you know the uh, the point system. You get yeah, one point for this. <laughs> you get one point for predicting the correct result, so a win, draw, or a loss. You get two extra points for predicting the exact scoreline. You get a bonus point for every goal scorer you predict, 
But to stop you gaming the system and naming every player in both squads, you get deducted one point for every incorrect goal scorer. So with all that in mind, what is your score prediction? Right. Um, <laughs> when we've, uh, on some of the other podcasts that I've done, whenever we've come to predict uh, scores, I always say when it comes to leads, I have not got a clue. They're the one team... <laughs> I find it almost impossible to predict because you just do not know what sort of performance you're going to get from them. I I mean, I'm going to go... Shall I just put 3-0 down? uh, (laughs) Patrick Bamford hat-trick? I am... No, surely the footballing <laughs> gods can't punish me like that twice in a season. You'd have wronged them somewhere. Yeah. That um, again. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a bit have a bit of faith in my team and go go a 2-1 Villa. Okay. Are you naming uh, any goal scorers? So do I have to give you the goal scorers? You can if you want. Okay. You don't uh, have I'll to. Go... You have been read the rules. Oh, <laughs> no. In for a penny, in for a pound. I might as well go for it. <laughs> So I'll go for Villa, Watkins and Chayore and for Leeds just to annoy me and make me angry and tense on <laughs> the game. It's got to be Bamford, isn't it? <laughs> okay, Ross? Um, yeah, same scoreline, different uh, result for me. 2-1 to Leeds. Bamford and Costa. One of these is going to fall right for him and he's going to actually score this week. And for Villa, it's going to be... I've got a feeling John McGinn's just going to twat one in from some distance. What amazes I mean, me it... about um, you, Ross, is that yeah. you know how this works. I know. <laughs> and yet you're still guessing goal scorers. I know. It's fun, though. <laughs> I'm not going to never get to my fence. <laughs> the Roaring Peacock team, uh, the scores for the season currently stand at minus 10. And our opponents have minus 11. So it's, it's there you go. <laughs> very close again. At one point, it was, it was, we were plus one, and the opponents had minus seven. How That's when Alex things? was doing the previews. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> uh, how quickly things can change, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Radio, um, so just almost time for final thoughts then. I just want to ask you quickly, Simon. Um, well, what's happened with Grealish this season? Because uh, he's been uh, driving his car around like a maniac, donuts around the uh, the estate, I guess, uh, and um, <laughs> spotted in a very compromising situation with a, uh, a, 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 a person of the opposite sex <laughs> in uh, considerable undress. So can you can you tell us about that? <laughs> I mean. What Jack likes to get up to in the privacy of his own bedroom is not something I want to speculate on. Uh, as far as the driving offences go, I mean, the the one, I think it was the, the beginning of the first lockdown last year in March. I mean, there's there's just no excuse for that. He, he was a prat, um, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, and I think, you know, he's quite rightly vilified for it. Um I mean, just sheeple, isn't it? What's what's annoying is I I know for a fact um, a lot of the sort of stuff that that he does do that's quite good from a charity point of view. So it's a friend of my mum's 
his son as I think he's like about eight or nine. He's I think he's had leukemia about three or four times. And uh, Greedish, he, he spent an awful lot of time with the family, and he's, he does a lot of good stuff that doesn't get publicised. But then when he goes and does stuff like that, you just think, oh, don't be so. Why are you being so stupid? So mm. it's uh, it's really frustrating because, as I say, and he does an awful lot of stuff for charity that doesn't doesn't really get mentioned. But when all the headlines are the negative ones, See, it is, it is say, frustrating. I know you say that he does a lot for charity, and it trust me, it pains me to say this, but he's not Marcus Rashford, is he? I mean, no, <laughs> no, but no one I mean, is though. And 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 I, I just it's just like. Like he, I think he's the image that a lot of people have about him is that he he's just like a, a proper big time Charlie and just doesn't care about anyone but himself, and and that's not the case. But when he does stupid things like that, like it, it's frustrating because you know that he is actually like he's a decent guy. He does do a lot of good things, but when you do the stupid stuff like that, you, and you put yourself in the spot like that, like you, you can't really complain when people have those sort of negative opinions of you. So frustrating some of the, some of his behaviour. Call it out. He's not a good guy. Call it out, don't we? Don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be edited so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just stupid. He's not a good guy. Okay, thanks, Simon. Thanks for that. <laughs> Surprising that you'd say so little about, about Grealish. <laughs> um, okay, and the final thing that I do before final thoughts is just ask you how you feel that Leeds have got on this season from your perspective. Um, really, really well. I mean, as I say, you can't help but the uh, the uh, the game, the reverse fixture in that watching that second half, I couldn't help but be impressed by them. I mean, it's no secret that Leeds and Villa they're not overly keen on each other for, for various <laughs> reasons. Yeah. And there are occasions where I do watch them, and sometimes you do think if you just tightened up a little bit, <laughs> you could be doing a lot better than you already are. But what they have it's very impressive. I mean, is it? Is it? Are you tenth? Is it tenth or eleventh that you are tenth at the moment are, yeah. now? I mean, you'll go above us on if you win. I mean, we'll have, we've got a couple of games in London, but you go above us if, if you win on Saturday. So, as I say, you can't help but be impressed by, by them, and they are. It, it frustrates me because all the commentators constantly drone on about it, but but they are entertaining to watch. Like, I'd, I'd rather watch them than watch Sheffield United or Burnley oh, or God, West Brom. Yeah. Week yeah. in, week out. That's the game before ours at the weekend, actually. I think it's like Sheffield United versus Burnley. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, what a way to whet your appetite. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two clubs that can uh, be eliminated from the Premier League. Yeah. Go to HM, I Can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait for them to go. <laughs> we're, fun, we're fun to watch. We've scored 43. We've conceded 43 in 25 games. Exactly. Yeah. Uh... Not boring, is it? Okay. Uh, final thoughts then, Ross. I'm looking forward to it like Simon said I don't really like Villa they don't really like us but it's going to be a good game it's one of those weird rivalries that kind of goes back only to about 96 probably but yeah they were the first time I cried at football and uh, <laughs> every time we beat them it just it, it soothes 12 uh, year old Ross a little bit <laughs> yep I can relate strongly <laughs> Simon uh yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good game. I mean, we 
actually they, they have tended to play quite decent football this season and, and as you've already said Leeds always entertaining to watch them so I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's, I, I don't want to jinx it but it's not going to be a boring nil-nil I'm fairly <laughs> fairly confident of that there'll be goals in it and it, it should be good to watch and I'm yeah. just hoping that we can uh, come out on the right side of it this time yeah we don't do nil-nil no well I tried to bring the banter I did. I honestly did. It, <laughs> it was just friendly throughout. You, you're too nice. We found so. a nice Villa fan, though. That's the problem, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, 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 we've replaced the, uh, the other Villa fan that we, we, we had previously with somebody who's far, far too nice. <laughs> it's it's tell you what if we'd have done this after I'd had a few drinks, it might be different. <laughs> right. Well, I'll pen that in the diary for next time. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Simon, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at Sio Regan, and uh, check out the Man on the Post podcast because I'm on that as well. I may have edited out that awkward pause, but I wasn't asking you for your address. Give your address to thousands of people. Go on, Simon. Where can we find you <laughs> when it all goes badly wrong for us? <laughs> Uh, so thank you for listening or watching the Roaring Peacock podcast you can find us at Peacock's Raw on Twitter and it's a very good bye from me my name is Adonis and you can find me at The Adelites and it's a very good bye from at Ross Bell 1984 our man on the post Ross very good bye for me yeah follow me on Twitter follow me on the post on Twitter and lose 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 and it's a very good bye from Simon cheers thank you Come on, Leeds! Into him! Come on! <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Clifford Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.